G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Fundy here for a solo edition of Wrestling All-Star. I've been pretty busy with work and uh, family stuff, so uh, happy holidays to all of you wonderful humans out there. We hope that uh, you did get a little wrestling something in your stockings. Uh, yeah, we're going to chat a little bit of uh, Ring of Honor's final battle, uh, maybe preview uh, AW World's End this weekend and... Uh, have a quick look at the Rumble, maybe Wrestle Kingdom as well. But uh, yeah, we'll get things started off here with Final Battle coming to us from Ring of Honor. So kicking things off here, we'll just uh, quickly go through Ring of Honor Final Battle from December 15th, 2019. So uh, a little while ago, but like I said, I've been pretty busy. Okay, uh, going into this event with only... Six matches announced it. We did go through it before, of course. The, uh, the six matches announced were, uh, were... Were... Where did I have this listed there? So we had the TV t uh, title final in a survival of the fittest for the vacated TV title, which would see Dr. Castle versus Commander versus Cole Fletcher versus Lee Johnson versus Lee Moriarty versus To Be Determined. Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor in a singles match, an I Quit match of Ethan Page versus Tony Nese where smart Mark Sterling would be handcuffed ringside, FTR teaming with Mark Briscoe versus Blackpool Combat Club members Danielson, Mox and Claudio in a fight without honour to uh, in the Jay Briscoe memorial match. Athena would defend the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Billy Starks, and Hero uh, Del Vaquino would defend the AAA Mega Championship, uh, it's like their equivalent to a world title in AAA, against Impact's and Black Taurus. So, with uh, six matches in the ass, I was like, oh yeah, it should be a pretty short show. Uh, the pre-show itself was on uh, various socials i watched it via um youtube but yeah i thought it was pretty good opening the show we had tyre valkyrie with johnny tv ringside defeating jasmine allure in about four minutes uh, a fine match sort of tyre could be set up as your your next woman's contender to go after the world title as Perhaps uh, not given the result here later on in the night, but uh, watching this as live, I thought, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, showcasing tyre here in a, in a singles victory, uh, especially with where they're teasing to go for the, uh, the, the women's match later on. Following that, <laughs> unannounced, the Von Eriks Ross and Marshall, the first generation of the Von Erics, defeat the Outrunners, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum Fire double submission in 6.52. This was a fun pre-show match, but I felt like this was something you could have saved the Von Erics return to TV, the Von Erics wrestling in Texas. You could have saved this for pay-per-view rather than using Dynamite to direct all the people who may have watched this to go watch um, 
to go watch Honor Club because, yeah, there, there's a clip there that I might splice in if I have time of um, Enric, Barney and Caprice pretty much telling people to tune out the pay-per-view and go watch, go watch Rampage. <laughs> God, this company. Okay, third match of the night was your survival of the fittest qualifier. You know, we're not going to just throw in a, a, a unannounced man to be fresh for this match later on. They've got to go for a qualifier here, not on TV. So is Brian Keith defeating Jack Cartwheel by a pinfall after 7.55? A fun match. You know, a pretty good match from two guys who I've sort of only seen a bit here and there on the American Indies around WrestleMania weekends. But, yeah, I feel like this could have gone to almost anyone else, especially anyone featured, and it would have been good. Hopefully, uh, Brian Keith is under some sort of a Ring of Honor contract and they are using this, uh, this win to qualify for survival of the fittest for some good, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, and your main event of the pre-show, in Crop main event, as Tony Khan comes down and says, yeah, it's going to be a great night of action, and here's another match. Daniel Garcia defeats Blake Christian by submission in 12-15. Yeah, this was a rampage match for Garcia basically <laughs> there is nothing to write home about for that um, in my opinion if you haven't checked out the pre-show go check out the Von Erichs match it is on YouTube for free you don't have to sign up but yeah 
uh, following that, we got into the pay-per-view itself, kicking off with the AAA Mega Championship. El Hero Del Vikingo, the defending AAA Mega Champ, taking on Black Taurus. I thought this was a really fun luchador-style matchup. Uh, going 16.30, so they got a fair bit of time here in ring belt bell with El Hero Del Vikingo winning by pinfall. Uh, excuse me if I'm a bit uh, scattered with my notes and that. It has been a bit longer than I uh, had hoped before recording this. Match number six of the evening. So <laughs> we're already filled up our quoted number of advertised matches, but we're still going to get more. Yeah, God bless anyone who was trying to fit in uh, both Ring of Honor TV, the pay-per-view, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Collision that weekend. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, the uh, six-man tag team championship match. Hey, this is still a thing. We'll see Mogul Embassy, Bishop Khan, Toliana, and Brian Cage with Prince Nana ringside, the defending champs, taking on TMDK members, Vegeta, Badu Tito and Shane Haste where uh, the Mogul Embassy win via pinfall here. It, it was a fun match. Uh, Comtes spend a lot of time talking up how Mogul Embassy's Gates of Agony are now friends with House of Torture. So, uh, yeah, that, that would have uh, made Alex scream with joy. Um, to me, this... This was not the right TMDK three-man unit to be going after these belts, so it is what it is. Following that was the I Quit match, going 20 minutes and five, that saw Ethan Page defeat Tony Nese. This was a really fun matchup. Um, a lot of plunder, bit of blood, but yeah, I thought this um, was a really good matchup. Ethan Page getting the win here. Feels like we're actually going to do something with Ethan Page after how long since the Scorpio Sky <laughs> Men of the Year thing with Dan Lambert. Jeez, what was that like? Two years ago, it feels like. Yeah, wow. Um, but speaking of Scorpio Sky, at one stage, Scorpio Sky does come out to confront Smart Mike. As does Mark Henry at the start of the match to tell Smart Mark that he's going to be handcuffed to the ring. So yeah, Ethan Page getting the win here. Good to see. Following that, a quick match in the women's division that will see Nyla Rose easily pin Vit Vixen in 240. Uh, sort of a blink and you missed it kind of match. Nyla being the stronger powerhouse sort of woman in the matchup, getting the quick win. But following that, a match that I thought was really, really good here, um, the survival of the fittest, that we'll see everyone sort of starts off and then you sort of, um, there's two men in the ring at a time and then there's four men in each corner. So it is uh, Commander Brian... Keith, Lee Moriarty, Dalton Castle, Carl Fletcher, and Lee Johnson. So, 
First to be eliminated is Lee Johnson by Lee Moriarty by submission. Next, Dalton Castle gets eliminated by Lee Moriarty by pinfall because Johnny T come, uh, TV comes out to distract Dalton, which played into the following week's TV where Dalton looked a disheveled mess of himself. Following that, Lee Moriarty gets eliminated after he's the person to eliminate the first two people by Brian Keith after a Tiger driver. Uh, so yeah, the guy gets two pinfalls, the new guy uh, eliminates him, which I thought was really good. Following that, Kyle Fletcher, who had... <laughs> I don't know if this is his new look... It's certainly an odd choice. Uh, had like red veins painted on his shoulder and neck sort of area. Very, very weird look. I'm guessing this is to reflect him being in Don Callis' family. Um, yeah, so from there we go over. Uh, Brian Keith is defeated by, uh, is eliminated by Kyle Fletcher. Gets down to Fletcher and Commander. They go for about another 10 minutes here as Keith is eliminated around the 16-minute mark. And Kyle Fletcher hits the death nail on Commander. 1-2-3. And new Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Stray Zone, Kyle Fletcher. Honestly, not what I expected going into this match. Maybe uh, Kyle's going to spend a bit of a time in the singles division here as a, his tag team partner is stuck on the shelf for a while. Mark Davis, uh, I'm not not up to speed on what the injury officially is or how long he's expected to be on the shelf for, but I thought this could have gone Commander. I thought this could have gone Dalton Castle. Lee Johnson, Lee Moriarty. Those sort of were my two dark horses to, uh, you know, maybe we're going to build Ring of Honor around one of these two guys. Commander Dalton Castle where you sort of safe bet. And Kyle Fletcher's the guy who can go into flippy Lucha-style moves with Commander. But no, uh, yeah, they're going with Kyle, so that, that'll be good to see. And following that, we get a pure rules match of... And this got announced, I think, the day of the pay-per-view or the day before the pay-per-view. Um, so your judges for this Pure Rules match, should we need to go to the judges, are Christopher Daniels, Jimmy Jacobs, and Jerry Lynn! <laughs> so it is Willa Unit, the defending Ring of Honor Pure Champion, against Tom Lawler. If there ever was a moment to pivot and put the belt on somebody who can portray that pure sort of wrestling style, that grappler, even to a degree grappler MMA sort of style, and sort of course correct from Shibata's got to go to Japan and we're going to put on Yuta. I honestly thought they were going to go with Tom Lawler here. And yes, Tom could do wonders in a pure division team filthy around him. But no, we're sticking the uh, the new course with Willie Uta here. It's something um, 
Tony Khan doesn't really seem to do a lot of. He has a an end goal in mind, and if he course corrects, he sort of course corrects to a new goal and doesn't sort of have the freedom, I guess, for lack of a better word, to just up and change plans right away. So he sort of sticks to where he's going. Um, following that was the singles match of Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor going 14-40 with Keith Lee here winning by a pinfall. To me, this was the wrong decision. Keith Lee is over to a national level. Shane Taylor sort of didn't want to offer the code of conduct, talking a heap of trash to Keith at the start. You could have had Shane win, you know, finally get his win on Keith. And afterwards, you know, Keith offers him the code of honour and they embrace. Get the exact same post-match uh, as you had here, just a different result. And that would help elevate Shane Taylor. That would help elevate this Ring of Honor singles division. We can get there in a moment about what I think about the current Ring of Honor champs. Oh, boy. Uh, Co-co-main event of the night was Dem Top Guys, which is their trio's name of FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood, teaming with Mark Briscoe versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club members Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Claudio Castagnoli. Now, this was advertised as a fight without honour, but sort of at the start, they play up that it's a normal six-man match, and the ref calls for the bell, and Mark gets on the mic and says uh, to the ref, I can't remember which ref it was off the top of my head, and he says, boy, you must have got your head knocked in or something to that effect. This here is, is to honour my brother, and it's going to be a fight without honour. So then the match restarts because the ref had called for the bell as a double count out. Even though this match was originally advertised as a fight without honour until the pay-per-view went on air. So to me, as somebody watching on delay, that was confusing. Yeah. But I felt the match... Uh, when we got to the second half of the match, the, the restart portion was really good and they did sort of pull out all the tricks here to get a really good six-man match out of um, out of all the participants here. My, uh, sorry, co-main event of the night was a proving ground match for the Ring of Honor World Championship Although it's not really for the Ring of Honor World Championship, it's for AEW's modern triple crown, as Tony Khan keeps calling it. Because Eddie Kingston said, since these belts are already in the, the Collision Tournament. No, was it? Continental Classic. I can already hear Alex yelling at me. A Continental Classic, you'll be like number one in line to, the, to those belts after the tournament, if you can last this. So... Anthony Henry, however, lasts 5 minutes 45. He does not last the 10 minutes. He does not earn his title opportunity. Yeah. Uh, sort of nothing happening main event. This was a breather. It was sort of your, your popcorn, your bathroom break, your merch break for a, a lot of the crowd between the two matches they really wanted to see. 
main event of the evening, Billy Starks, no longer a minion in training, coming out, challenging her mentor for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. That is the defending champ, Athena, who comes out in Bane attire. This was a really good match. This going 28.30, and depending how you want to time the fight without honor, trios match if you're timing it as two separate matches because it got restarted, if you're timing it as one match from the first bell to the end of the second match bell, around 30 minutes. So this was one of the longest matches of the night, but it did not feel like that. It had the story going into it. I can see people saying, oh, it shouldn't have main evented. You were going... The only other thing you could have main evented was with the the trios match. And I can see people saying, yeah, you should have, but to me, I think Athena's earned it. Athena is the champion of Ring of Honor. Like, Yuta... Yuta's on... AEW, and half the time I forget he's pure champ at the moment. The six-man champs, they fucked off over to the New Japan for World Tag League for a while, so we had no six-man champs. The tag champs, one's injured and one's MJF, who's tied up to the AEW World title. The Ring of Honor Men's title, World title, is tied up in this collision, no, Continental Classic tournament. Uh... I think that's all the Ring of Honor tiles I've just mentioned. Yeah, so it is Ring of Honor the party has been carried by the women. You think Ring of Honor and the one belt that sort of hasn't been tarnished, hasn't been forgotten, hasn't been sort of devalued by AEW is the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Really great main event in my opinion. Highly recommend you go check it out. I fought Billy was going to get the win here. We were going to shift away from Athena being the dominant champion in Ring of Honor, maybe shuffle Athena back into the AEW deck challenge for the AEW women's TV title, the TBS, I believe it is, or the AEW women's world title. But no, Athena gets the win here. And... Afterwards, her Billy make up and Billy's going back to be a minion in training. So, I, I don't know what's next for Athena. Like, to me, she has kind of cleaned out the entire division. I, yeah. Uh, but for me, match of the night uh, was Athena and Billy. Very close second, the Jay Briscoe Memorial fight without honor. The only criticism criticism I have of that and because me and Alex talked about the week before the pay-per-view and I've got screenshots here it does still say it's advertised as a as a fight without on a no what did it say here to quote it it says Jay Briscoe Memorial fight without honor so yeah that's why I was a bit confused watching it and um and uh then they sort of have a double count out. And I think a large portion of the crowd was also confused. Uh, reportedly around 2,000 people. So, you know what? That, that's pretty good for 
for Ring of Honor. You know, it's good. Alright, uh, Meltzer ratings for this. Of note. I'm just seeing if there's anything three and a half or above. Garcia versus Blake Christian, three and a half stars. Triple A Mega Championship, 4.5 stars. Ring of Honor World Six Man Title Match, 3.75 stars. The I Quit Match, 4.25. So, so far, the match of the night for Meltzer was uh, the Mega Championship. Uh... Then Survival of the Fittest and Fight Without Honor both got 4.75. The Pure Match got 3.5. Uh, the Proving Ground Match got 2.5. Yeah, well, that is what it is at the moment. And the Ring of Honor Women's Match got 4.25. Yeah, yeah, I can... Like, oh, I'm like a point two five point five difference but those sort of top three matches I agree with are my top three matches as well I'd say Athena versus Billy Starks my top match them top guys versus Blackpool Combat Club match number two and the survival of the fittest for the vacated TV title match number three for me personally um However, uh, of note, like, what I can remember from the press conference, uh, Billy talking, like, how she's only just turned 19, so she's been with Ring of Honor AEW for around a year. Uh, they talked to Carl Fletcher, uh, saying it's his first singles title. I'm off the top of my head... Oh, I think it is. I can't remember him holding any Aussie single titles. At least any that jump out to my head. Uh, jump. What's the word I'm looking for? Jumping out to the top of my head. That's a word. Uh, like, PWA tag champ, um... Ring of Honor Tag Champ, WXW Tag Champ, OTT Tag Champ, New Japan Strong Tag Champ, New Japan IWGP Tag Champs, Defiant Tag Champs. Uh, yeah, this really does seem to be his first major singles title. Like, there's some indie fed here where it says that it's a... um. A 24-7 hardcore championship, but there's no link to that promotion. Uh, also, of note, um, they did talk to FTR and Mark Briscoe for a, a fair while near the start there. Mark mentioning how it's like his rookie year all over again in Ring of Honor, especially because when he came to Ring of Honor, he was teaming with his brother. Um, and they sort of asked him... Like, hey, would would you guys like to go after the Ring of Honor six-man belts? And he's sort of like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe, but, you know, I want to go after the TV title. I want to go after the world title. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know, man. Um, let's see, should we touch on Ring of Honor just briefly? 
Because I think the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view roughly would be... Supercard of Honor, Mania Weekend, probably. Yeah. Okay, where are the champions? So yeah, at the moment, the... The world champion, Eddie Kingston, is tied up in this collision tournament. We'll get there in a moment when I talk about World's End. Uh, TV champ is Kyle Fletcher. He's held onto it for about two weeks. Pure champ is Willa Yuta. He's held onto it for about a month now. Yeah, yeah, looking at... <laughs> That's another thing, too, I'll touch on in a moment. Uh, tag champs are better than you, baby. They held on to it for 122 days. I think they made one defense as Cole and MJF. The rest has either been MJF on his own or MJF with Samoa Joe. Uh, six man champs is Vocal Embassy. They've had held it for 56 days since November. 1st of November. Fina, 382 days. And then. On December 16th, at the Ring of Honor TV tapings, Tony Khan unveils the Ring of Honor World Women's Television Championship. Or Women's World Television Championship, I should say. I mean, it'll be good. He's got enough women across both rosters where they can do it comfortably. The only problem is he had a really long he had a really long women's champ in um, AEW with um, Jade Cargill who's not debuted for WWE yet. She's showed up on TV but not had a match. Uh, He's had a really long champ in Athena. So yeah. And that's another thing, too, that Tony Khan does. Really long champions. But it's also a thing now that WWE do as well, so it's sort of across the two big North American promotions. So, out of all the current champions across Ring of Honor, most of them quite recent within the last two months, only two of the current champs have won their championship at a Ring of Honor event. Give you a moment to guess who. Okay. Of course, Carl Fletcher won it at Final Battle this year. The other being Athena, who won it at Final Battle last year. Also in Texas. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing Tony Khan mentioned as well, that Final Battle's a big weekend in Texas in December every year, so it looks like a Final Battle might be staying in Texas around December. But, yeah, Mogul Embassy won their six-man belt off the Hung Bucks on Dynamite. Uh... The Better Than You Bye Bye wanted it all in zero hour from Wembley. Uh, Willie Yuta won the Pure Championship back from from Shibata at a rampage, and Eddie Kingston won the world title 
off Claudio, which was also for Kingston's strong title at Grand Slam Dynamite. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to have a, a discussion on the Wazzies about the uh, the state of Ring of Honor. Believe me and you, humans, whilst uh, Alex is on break. All right, uh, let's chat a bit of AW World's End. Because that's a thing, apparently. Uh, these standings. So, to begin with, I thought it was just going to be the top participant from each of the two groups. I'm just calling them groups because that's what New Japan calls them. They're called leagues to Tony Khan, okay? Don't care. So I thought it was just going to be the top placed people in each uh, block or group were going to advance. And then if it was a tie, maybe having a a tiebreaker match. So... (laughs) In the Blue League, you've got Danielson on 10 points. In second is Eddie Kingston on 9 points, who won against Andrade, who's also on 9. So Kingston is on second outright via a tiebreaker. Then Claudio on 7, Brody King on 6, and Garcia picks up a single victory over Brody King to move him to 3 points. Over in the other league... We'll read this bottom to top. Being the anchor of the division, Jay Lethal, no wins. Uh, one wing to Mark Briscoe, two wins to Rush. Uh, Jay White got 12 points. Swerve Strickland got 12 points, and John Moxley gets 12 points. So, because we've got a three-way tie on points... Here's what happened. Moxley defeated... Where's Moxley here? Moxley defeated... Moxley defeated Swerve, but not Jay White. Swerve Strickland defeats Jay White, but not John Moxley. And Jay White defeats Swerve Strickland... Uh, sorry... Defeats, so Jay White defeats John Moxley, but not Swerve Strickland. So you have a three-way interlocking tie. So how do we solve this tournament tiebreaker situation? By having semi-final matches. So it's not going to be crossover like how the G1 does it sometimes. It's like uh, first in pull in block A plays. Second in block B, for example. No, no. The two from the the Blue League will play off against each other, being Danielson and Eddie Kingston. Kingston must win. Otherwise, he's going to lose his titles before he gets to the final. Which, to me, yes, still, still a stupid decision to do that. And in the other matchup, these are both happening tomorrow, by the way, on um, Dynamite, as I record this. It'll be John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, and Jay White in a triple threat. The winners going through to World's End on December 30th. Also, that's a... Wait, is that right? That's a Saturday pay-per-view? 
That must just be a, a misprint with the time difference. No, it's on a Saturday. Here's the thing too, with um, Ring of Honor, next year I'd rather see their pay-per-views be on a Sunday. Just move all the AEW Ring of Honor pay-per-views onto a Sunday. You've got Dynamite on a... Dynamite's on a Wednesday. Ring of Honor on a Club TV is on a Thursday. Rampage is on a Friday. Collision's on a Saturday. Your pay-per-views on a Sunday. Day off Monday, day off Tuesday. It, because it was stupid having your pay-per-view and your TV airing at the same time and your commentator saying, oh yeah, they'll be in action later tonight on Rampage. Uh, right on, bro. Okay, this is coming from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, uh, Uniondale, New York. Okay. So, as mentioned, this will see the final of the Continental Classic Blue League winner versus Gold League winner. Also, there will be Hook defending the FTW Championship in an FTW Rules match, which I'm guessing is just a hardcore match. I assume, against Wheeler Yuta. We will see for the AWTBS Championship, Julia Hart versus Abaddon. For the AW Women's World Championship, we will see Timeless Tony Storm with Lufa ringside taking on Rio, which I hope Rio doesn't win. Not because I don't dislike Rio or because I'm really enjoying this Tony Storm run, which I am really enjoying this Tony Storm run, but we have that many talented women on the roster. We don't need to go backwards. <laughs> like, we don't need to go, hey, you can have another reign. Unless we're using Rio as a transitional champion to someone returning, maybe? Or somebody coming in, maybe? Uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, it will be Big Bill and Ricky Starks defending against Chris Jericho and to be announced. Because Kenny cut the promo on Dynamite and they called themselves the Winnipeg Jets. And then... Kenny went to hospital and has diverticulitis. And we uh, wish him all the best. It's good that they caught that when they did. Yeah. Uh, we will also see here. So I'm not sure who Chris Jericho's partner is going to be. Part of me wants it to be Lance Storm. I don't think it's going to be Lance Storm. But it would be cool if it was Landstorm. Namely just because I wanted Landstorm to come out during the labours of Jericho. And it peaked at the second match with Nick, Nick Gage. And then just sort of went nowhere after that. Peaked way too early. Picture in picture, add for dominoes please. Okay. I'm getting a bit rambly here while Alex isn't here. Okay. Uh, following that is announced Christian Cage will defend the AWTNT Championship in a no-disqualification match against 
Adam Copeland, aka Edge. Everyone just calls him Edge. Adam sounds so weird. But yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see where that goes given the, uh, the recent events and happenings there. And of course, Samajo has been promised his AEW World Championship rematch. So it'll be MJF versus Samoa Joe part dos. Part dos? I think dos is too. So yeah. I mean, it, it's a fine looking card on pay-per-view. I, I just realised they run the risk of making making Hook not Hook, um, Willa Yuta a double champ. Uh... I don't think Julia Hart's in any danger of losing to Abaddon. Tony Storm could lose, depending if somebody shows up or not. You might as well leave it on Big Bill and Ricky Starks at Tag Belts because we don't need another thrown together tag team to win these belts. I get your plans might have been to put it on Jericho and Kenny coming into the new year with the Canadian tours of AEW, but no, just just leave that. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. Given it's a no DQ match and you'll probably have the numbers against him, I'm going to say Christian Cage. And MJS versus Samoa Joe. If, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm sort of done with what's going on with MJF and the main event, the devil and everything, yeah. Okay, Royal Rumble, because this will probably be the last time I chat to you is before World's End and Wrestle Kingdom, then we'll get Alex on for a quick show, if we can. Uh, actually, we'll jump over Wrestle Kingdom first. Okay, Wrestle Kingdom kicks off with Alex's favorite match stipulation, the New Japan Rambo to determine who will challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2024 Championship at New Year's Dash. Uh, no participants have been announced yet. Usually that's one where no one's announced until like the day of the show maybe and then New Year's Dash is usually a completely secret card. Where is Dash this year? Have they announced that? Uh, this year is suit Suwada City Gymnasium. Oh, that's... Oh, my God, I just remembered. Last year's New Year's Dash had Okada and Omega teaming against Unite Empire's Aaron Hanare and Jeff Cobb. What the... What the hell even was last year? Uh... Wow. Yeah, oh, that's where we got... TMDK officially like with Zack Sabre in their first six man match and they took Vegeta ringside wow there you go okay okay uh, Roots Kingdom what else we got for the IWGP Junior Headweight Tag Team Championship we'll see Bull Club War Dogs Clark Connors and Drill Maloney the defending champs taking on catch 2-2 Representing United Empire, 
TJP and Pronesco Kira. Um, it's sort of yeah. Leave it on the War Dogs here, and then just refresh the division after Wrestle Kingdom and Dash for the IWGP World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. versus the Ace, the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, there's something we haven't talked about. Tanahashi is now president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That'll be interesting. That will be interesting, my friends. We shall also see a singles match of Yoda Suji taking on Yuya Yuramura. I mean, you know, they're sort of coming out of their rookie year after being young lines. So it'll be... It's sort of something New Japan doesn't really do. With their younger lines, like after their rookie years, so to speak, at a Wrestle Kingdom. That will be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we have, sh following that, a tag team match of Shooter Umino and uh, Kyoto Katamura uh, from Noah. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Versus House of Torture members Evil and Renna Rita. Uh, then a singles match for the Open Neverweight. Uh, sorry, never. <laughs> I think I said open, never wait. <laughs> the never open weight championship. They'll see Shingo Takage defending champ against Tamatonga. I mean, put the belt on Tama, move Shingo back up the card, do something. Uh, following that will be a winner takes all tag team match for the. For both the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship, that'll see Bushimon members represent Chaos, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, who are the IWGP champs, taking on uh, the Gorilla of Destiny members Hikalelu and Al Fantasmo, who are the Strong champs. There will be a IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match of Hiromu Takahashi, the defending champ against El Desperado. Put the belt on Despi. Yes, give the belt to Despi. Uh, following that announced is a three-way match for the inaugural IWGP Global, Global Heavyweight Championship that will see former IWGP United Kingdom heavyweight champion Will Ospreay taking on John Moxley and David Finley. Of course, this stemming from when Osprey defeated Shooter and then Finley came out and destroyed both the United Kingdom and United States uh, heavyweight belts because Will Ospreay had a custom US belt after he defeated Omega for it, saying, Nah, bruv. I represent the UK, bruv. Uh, we have the singles match of Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson. 
this will be interesting because apparently Okada's contract's up and he's within, he's having talks elsewhere and I mean, he has gone on record before saying how much he hates TNA, so I'm guessing that's off the cards. <laughs> uh, Okada, here's the thing, Okada could go to WWE, make a shit ton of money and be set for life. Or he could go to AEW and be creatively filled with match type-ups and that. Because Shinsuke just sort of languished there for five years doing nothing. Yeah, anything I say without Alex here, I'll get myself in trouble. And uh, advertised main event, we'll see uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Sanada, defending against... G1 winner Tatsuya Naito in a battle of former LIJ members. It should be fine. It just feels like five years too late for Naito. And maybe this is Naito's way of, you know, giving the seal of approval to Sonata, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I I'm not sure. Okay, we'll touch on the... Uh, the Rumble. Uh, quickly from Tropicana Field in Florida. Florida man. Awesome. Okay. So we have. Oh God. The Logan Paul, who's been U.S. champ for 50 days and has defended it a grand total of. Get your answers ready. Correct. Zero times. <laughs> joke. Okay, so it'll be Logan Paul versus the tournament winner, which at this stage, the final will happen at SmackDown New Year's Resolution because WWE is doing the, the AEW thing of giving episodes special names now. So it'll be Santos Escobar versus Kevin Owens. Um, I, I just want to touch on this quickly whilst I remember it. Don't know if this was at a live show or at TV after TV went off the air. Dragon Lee was ringside, saw a young fan with a mask. Uh, he took off his own mask and swapped masks with the fan and um, put on the fan's mask and gave him his actual mask. So that was pretty cool. It was like a young kid, like 8, 10 years old. So that's always something cool to see, you know, the, the kids having a good time. Alright, uh, there will be Roman Reigns versus the Triple Threat winner of uh, this also coming on SmackDown New Year's resol Resolution. AJ Styles, Randy Orton, or LA Knight? Um, has Roman defended against either Randy or AJ in this reign? feel like he's defended against, um, against, uh, Randy. Hang on, I'm just having a quick look here over at, uh, our good, good, uh, wrestling encyclopedia that is Cage Match. Um, uh, Universal Championship matches, okay. Uh... How do I? 
Okay. Um, Braun and Fiend, Jay Uso, Braun, Jay, Kevin, 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 uh, Brian, Brian, Brian and Edge, Brian, Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, Edge, John Cena, Finn Bella, Finn Bella, Brock, Sammy. I forgot about the Sammy TV match. Uh, Seth. So these are live events too. Uh, Goldberg, 2022. 20, Brock, Riddle, Brock, Drew, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody, Jey Uso, LA Knight. Okay. So there's two fresh matchups there for Roman. Okay, so you could have Randy pin LA Knight because LA's already faced Roman. I'm just spitballing here, folks. And then his fast lane opponent could be AJ Styles or... Actually, no, Elimination Chamber. If he wants, if they want to do that, or they just leave whoever doesn't get pinned looking strong. Uh, and then announced for the Rumble matches for the women's is Bailey and Nia Jax, and for the men, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. I mean, any guesses for who's going to win the, the men's Rumble? Yeah, yeah, probably Cody. And I shall eat humble pie if that happens at WrestleMania. Anyhow, I'm glad Cody finally finished his story. I can say this because Alex isn't here. Cody appeared on Sunrise as the new host replacing David Koch. By God, what an appearance. No, he actually did appear on Sunrise. He was promoting Elimination Chamber in Perth around Christmas, like the week of Christmas. He was on TV. Um, I think that just about wraps everything up. I'm just having a quick looky-loo for some other notes. But, um... Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. At one point, Dax, during the um, fight without honour, walks over and there's a woman in the front row on her phone and he gets up her for being on her being on her phone during the um during the match. Alright, with that being said Oh yes, uh we were talking about last week Slam Wrestling from Canberra. Reported attendance one thousand seven hundred and thirteen. Uh for Ring of Honor Final Battle one thousand nine hundred and sixty four. So, uh, yeah, yeah, both both events did pretty good. Uh, I just want to see if I can find that tweet quickly. Uh, I know somebody had tweeted it out. I don't know if I have access to their account. I swear I wasn't blocked. There we go. Okay. I just gotta see 
because uh, there was a report of um, the EPW and show from Perth about uh, their figures and somebody tweeted out who I do trust so if I can find it before I go off the air here I will relay that to you that's alright yeah apparently um, Perth also got a pretty good rating but with that being said uh, you can go catch Alex at Freddy is Alex on socials. Go wish him Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. You can go catch me at I'm Chris Hunter on Twitter and other socials. Uh, you can go back and listen to the Wrestling All Star. Wait, no, was it? What's Alex say? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, Freds. Uh, search up Wrestling All Star with an AUS. You can go back and listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, I think I said that, or using the RSS feed found the shows below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day and we'll speak to you all next time. Yes, have a, a very happy holidays. We hope you had a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks' uh, time when me and Alex can get together to chat. World's End and Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, and hopefully before the Rumble. Bye!